Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there, welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. We're on the second last of the long rows, which means that today is 85 minutes long. How are we going to do it? Well, it sounds complicated, but it's not really. We're going to start at seven minutes, then we're going to go six minutes, five, four, three, two, one, 30 seconds. Then we're going to repeat that again. Then we're going to go seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, and that'll all add up to 85 minutes. Now, of course, all important is how you cover each of those parts of the row. And this is where it gets interesting, okay? So depending on how intense you want this row to be depends on your pace for that first seven minute of each time you go through it. If you want to make it a really hard workout, you go a little bit faster. If you want to make it a little bit easier, but then still quite interesting, then you go, you start on the slower end. So we're going to do it like this. Seven minutes is going to be 18 strokes per minute at 2K plus 20 to 22. So if you want to go fast, start at 20. If you want to take this a little bit easier, then sit at 2K plus 22, maybe even plus 24. Then as you get into the six minutes, that's going to be two strokes per minute faster. So you'll be at 20 strokes a minute and two seconds faster. Then the same is going to happen for the five minutes. You increase two strokes per minute and you increase your pace by two seconds. And that's going to keep happening all the way up to that one minute at 30 strokes per minute. And you just make sure that you increase your pace at least two seconds as you go through each of those stroke rate increases. Now the little 30 second lozenge at the end, that's the interesting one. You have the option here of either just doing some very light rowing just to keep moving moving but don't actually put in any real pressure into the machine. You can stop completely, have a drink, just kind of stretch off your backside or you can just start right back at that 18 strokes a minute again so effectively your second and third seven minutes are like seven and a half because you've added on that 30 seconds. Basically it's a way to make it add up all to 85 minutes. It gives those who really face into 85 minutes as whoa this is getting quite long an option to have a quick drink and whatever uh, but it also lets you just row straight through the 85 if you want. Okay so this one as we get longer there's so many different ways you can do it between that kind of pace and what you do within that 30 seconds. So I want to give you kind of some options. I'm going to basically just uh, sit on the back end of the pace but then when it comes to that 30 seconds I'm just going to carry on uh, going to go straight into the 18 strokes a minute so I'll effectively be doing seven and a half for the second and the third chunks if that makes sense okay. Now even though we're going to be doing a longer row today we're still going to do our four minute warm-up just to make sure our bodies are ready and primed for this. So let's start off by setting up our machine. Go to drag factor first and set it where you want it to be. If you don't know about drag factor please check out the video on YouTube which gives you an idea what it is and where you might want to set it. Next up, go to your monitor and set it at eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. And finally, set the foot straps to cover the bottom lace on your shoe or if you're in socks like me, they let you hinge forward comfortably at the front. The aim being that you can get into a nice vertical shin position at the front without feeling that you're getting trapped by the foot straps. So, four minute warm up at 18 strokes a minute, starting in three, two, one. Let's go. So nice gentle start to this okay remember it's a warm-up so you're starting from colds I don't want you to suddenly feel like you have to be up at 2k plus 20 pace just because you're at 
18 strokes a minute. Just put in as much pressure as you want to start your body warming up. Now don't worry about today's row, it sounds like there's a lot going on, but there's not really. And as always, I'll be calling out stroke rates and pace increases and things to keep you on track. You can just follow along with me for the stroke rates. Just every time you see me take a stroke, you take a stroke. Or if you're on the podcast, you should be able to hear that whoosh of my flywheel and just follow along with that. Okay, a minute into the warm-up, maybe add another couple of seconds to your pace, go a little bit faster. Try not to go too much faster than 2k plus 20. You don't want to torch your energy system before you even start the main row. This is just about getting you nice and eased off, warmed up, heart rate up, muscles pumping, just so you can face into the 85 minutes without risk of kind of, well, being from cold and either injuring yourself or just getting too tired too quickly. All right then, one more stroke. And let's put one foot on the floor, continue rowing with one foot in the straps. Carry on the same stroke technique, even though you've only got one leg in. Try not to over-compress at the front. It's quite easy because you're able to, to really go forwards, both by over-sliding and overreaching. Don't do that. Swap feet. Continue on the other leg. Really once you get into your slide down the rail, once the seat starts moving, you don't really want to be bending your or leaning anymore through your back. So get to a position and hold and then just slide. Although I did just see myself bounce slightly forward there, but... Right, both feet into the straps, legs straight. Just use your back and arms to continue rowing. Tiny bend in your knees is fine, don't worry. Just stops your knees locking out. But the key here is that swing over your hips with your back and then pulling in with the handle, then releasing the handle and swinging back over again. That timing is really important. One more. Let's roll to the front, straight arms, and just press out with your legs. Catch that flywheel. You don't have to go too far back with the leg drive. Maybe knees run about halfway down. Be good if you can try and hold that forward lean the whole time so you don't have to worry about leaning backwards and forwards. One more. And we're done with the warm-up. That was a quick four minutes. Let's hope the 85 goes as quick. <laughs> anyway, have a quick drink, move up and down the rail, and I'll quickly take off my hoodie and explain one more time what we're doing today. 
Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. Okay then, so we've got an 85 minute row ahead of us today. So if you want to set one hour, 25 minutes into the monitor and just watch it count down with me, then that's all you need to do, okay? Don't even worry about split times. Um, how we're going to row this is we're going to think about it as seven minutes, six minutes, five, four, three, two, one, and then 30 seconds. Do that again, then go seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, and that will cover our 85 minutes. We're going to start the seven minutes off at 18 strokes a minute and run about 2k plus 20 to 22. You just basically pick that starting uh, point depending on how intense you want this row to be. If you want to make it a little bit on the easier side, then you can even make it 2k plus 24. Now, as we progress through the time chunks, we're going to go two strokes a minute faster and run about two seconds faster. So if you started off at 18 strokes a minute and 2K plus 22 for the seven minute chunk, then as you move up to the six minute chunk, you're going to do that at 20 strokes a minute and at 2K plus 20. And then you're just going to keep on increasing two seconds all the way up. Now, remember the 30 seconds is up to you, whether you want to stop and have a rest or whether you want to do some light rowing or whether you just want to slide straight into that 18 strokes a minute and just make the second and the third seven minute chunks be seven and a half minutes long, okay? But that option is there for you to stop and have a drink if you need to. And remember, you don't have to lock yourself into this all the way through. If you suddenly feel you're struggling, then you can kind of back off pace each time you go around to the next set of seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, okay? And that's really it. So make sure and have one last drink. Because we don't want to dehydrate today. Strap back into the machine. Oh, make sure your microphone cable's not going to annoy you today. But hey, it always does. So, what am I saying? Right, then we're going in three, two, one, go. Okay. So, 18 strokes a minute for this first seven minutes. Got to do my maths right here, which means that. When we hit one hour 18, that's when we do our first change up. I don't actually have anything set on my monitor to keep me on track here, so let's, <laughs> let's hope I keep count. Hopefully I will. So let's just ease through the first couple of minutes of this road, just making sure we are settling in nice and comfortable. Not going to start hitting you with technique chat too soon today. Just want you to make sure you're happy, really, that you're at the pace you want to be. 2K plus 20 to 22, or even plus 24, if you get the feeling that this is going to be quite an intense row. And then you can just make sure your body's nice and loose and flowing. And then we can start thinking a little bit about technique. But then, let's keep on thinking how in these rows, I am kind of just talking technique the whole time, which is important because it keeps you on track. But I've not had like a 
long distracted rant about my life as a DJ or I don't know drumming or Van Halen or something for a while I've been kind of a technique bore for most of these long rows maybe I'm worrying about nothing maybe actually <laughs> you're watching these going oh it's a good thing he stopped talking about his personal life and just talks about rowing hopefully not hopefully it's a good balance of technique chat and kind of keeping you company with just random thoughts that come in my head especially when we've got 85 minutes together there's a good chance for some of you out there who are rowing fast enough this 85 minutes might actually tip the scales and put you over the half marathon distance 21,097 meters I'm not really suggested that you put that in the monitor yet and kind of try and chase it because I don't, don't really want to add pressure to the row in that way and plus you're not really going to know whether you're on pace or not through the 85 minutes because we're shifting pace and stroke rate as we go through it so it's simpler to just row this and if you see that you break 21,097 just remember the time that you pass as you do that and although you won't get a verified entry unless you're at the top of your age and weight category on the Concept2 logbook you don't really need to you know you've done it so you can go in and just manually enter it on the logbook when you're done alright five minutes gone so that's us just at the same starting point we did in the last row and there was nothing intolerable about the 80 minutes so you should be like huh all right I've done the 80 I don't feel that tired right now I'll easily manage 85 it's always a good way to look back at your sessions with a motivational slant helping you with your next ones rather than 
looking at previous sessions and demotivating yourself. There's no point in that. Only look backwards to motivate. Don't do it to deflate. Remember, you can't go back to the beginning and change how you started, but you can change things now to give yourself a better ending. So always motivate yourself to do better when you're looking at your past. Okay, so in four strokes, we're gonna shift up to 20 strokes a minute and go two seconds faster. Here we go. Right, so 20 strokes a minute. Now I really do suggest only increasing two seconds per stroke rate. Especially on the first two, um, what do we call them? Not really sets, are they? But the first two run-throughs of 7654321 in 30 seconds. If you're feeling fresh and strong, even after those two sets, yeah, let's just call them sets, then on the third one, that's when you can start increasing your pace a little bit more and finish fast or faster on them. So what I don't want you to do is either set out too fast on these ones that you blow a gasket and can't continue or that you start so fast that by the time you get to say the 28 strokes a minute row that you, you just can't hold the pace because you started off too fast remember the point is that you go faster as the stroke rate goes up It's important that you get used to stroke rate controlling or being one of the controlling factors of your pace. And if you go between 26 and 28 strokes a minute at the same pace, you're missing kind of the whole point of the design of this row. Uh, Alright, quick maths. We were at 118 as we hit 20 strokes a minute. So 
112 will be the change down or change up to 22 and a little bit faster. So we've still got about three minutes left at 20 strokes a minute. And I'd hope that you weren't struggling at this stage to hold your pace. The slightly faster stroke rate should really be all that you needed in order to go a little bit faster. And we don't have any large increases like usually from 22 to 24 and then 24 to 26 I tend to do a three second increase in pace rather than just a two and then four second increase to 28 and to 30 but today we're just sticking to two second increases because we're rowing for 85 minutes and if we gunned the top stroke rates too hard then you might not make it through the whole 85 minute row okay so let's see if I can fit in quick description of the stages of the stroke in a minute so five stages the front of the machine just before you push off here is known as the catch here that's followed by the drive that's when you drive with your legs then the finish which is when you swing your back into a backwards position and pull in your arms then the release which is when you release the handle away from you and bend your body forwards again and then the recovery is when you slide down the rail into the catch again look at that nine seconds to spare okay two more strokes one more stroke now we're going up to 22 strokes a minute and two seconds faster doing this for five minutes which means that 107 on the counter will be the next change up if you're counting down with me or if you just went for a just row and your counter is counting up that will be the 18 minute mark I think hang on 7 and 6 is 13 plus 5 18 yeah 
This could get dangerous, me trying to do mass. As long as you're up at 22 strokes a minute and going two seconds faster than you were, then we're doing good. And actually, we're only 40 seconds away from having covered our first 15 minutes, which I don't know about you, but that's been a super quick 15 minutes. Probably because I've not been waffling on about carrots up my bum and Heisenberg's strapped to the monitor at the front of the machine. But don't worry, that's gonna come. So, before we hit this rate change, I flew through the descriptions of the stages of the stroke. Sole purpose of which is just so you knew what they were as I refer to them and a bit more information when it comes to your stroke technique. So that when I say the all important catch position, you know I mean here, right before the drive. And then when I talk about the release, I mean that release of the handle and the swing forwards over your hips before you slide down the rail in the recovery. Now it's all about flow. Before I start describing things, I want to really get across this idea of flow from one part of the stroke to another. I don't know whether this is something you should develop first before thinking about stages of the technique or whether it's something that just comes with those stages, but I'd much rather you were constantly in motion and flowing through the stroke and then started to tweak because there's certain things that just you can't fix if you're say holding the handle in at the end of the stroke it's all about rhythm it's all about one portion of the stroke flowing and building into the next that finish with the handle and then the release is an instant flow 
Right, so two more strokes, one more stroke. Now we're up to 24 strokes a minute. And another two seconds faster. Now remember, 24 is a lovely one where you just count down in two and a half second chunks on the monitor. So as long as you're taking a stroke on the fives and the zeros and then taking one in between both of them, hopefully that means you're hitting 24 right on the nose. But like I say, follow me for the stroke rate and also for an idea of the rhythm of how you do the drive and the recovery. Because again, it's all about rhythm and flow. And it's maybe a bit easier at this stroke rate to go from stage to stage without pausing but you also need to think about the length of time you're driving for and the length of time you're recovering for so nice quick drive and then the recovery at this kind of a stroke rate is usually run about twice as long so it's like a one one two one one two oh, hang on didn't do my maths so we're at 103 this time aren't we so still got one minute 40 to go but the point being that at these lower stroke rates you're actually spending two-thirds of the stroke not rowing you're recovering for two-thirds you're only actually working for a third of your time but that only counts if you have a good technique that flows from position to position and lets the power and the momentum flow through your body and back down the rail and that really is where technique comes in So I'll start to talk a little bit more about that. As we move into or get ready to move into the next phase. So 
in three, two, one. 26 strokes a minute for three minutes. Just when I start to think, have I messed up my mass? Are we on track here? Let's hope so. Don't fancy having to do this one all over again. Now make sure to be going a couple of seconds faster than you were for the 24s. It really is important that you let your stroke rate increase your pace. And although you might be starting to find it has transitioned from a five to six out of 10 effort to more of a seven to eight out of 10, don't worry about it. By the time it becomes tough, we'll be dropping down to that 30 seconds and then the seven minutes at 18, which will give you ample time to recover, ready to go up the slope again. Keep the rhythm going. So I'll do, I'll leave the more focused technique chat to when we get back to the seven minutes again. Right now, I just want you to focus on your rhythm. Maybe try and drive out for one, recover for two. But certainly keeping that flow going from stage to stage through your stroke, never pausing, always moving, always rowing. Okay. Get ready for the 28 strokes a minute, which is coming up. Now, another couple of seconds faster. It's only two minutes, the 28. You probably are likely to be puffing your way through this. And like I said, if you started out too hot at the 18 strokes a minute, you'll be really feeling it right now. Ah. Hold your rate. 
don't ease off shouldn't be too much of a killer and like I say remember that you get to ease off in less than two minutes and this shouldn't really be so hard that you feel you have to stop it might only be because you're looking at 58 and a half minutes to go and faking yourself out of your row as the demons start telling you you can't do it but trust me if I can talk to you and do this you can do it on your own three strokes last one up to 30 another two seconds faster only one minute of this and then we get that 30 seconds so we're almost there make sure to breathe remember your pace is coming from your stroke rate almost there five four three two one okay 30 seconds to do what you want either stop and have a drink or roll it 18 strokes a minute and your 2k plus 22 pace all right make sure and get ready to start going again because we're going from now <clears throat> properly at 18 strokes a minute and 2k plus 20 to 22 across the course of this 7 minute interval and the next 6 minute interval you should find you recover well enough to be able to go back up that slope again but try not to ease off the pace too much here unless you know you absolutely need to in order to finish try and at least hold your 2k plus 20 to 22 for a couple of minutes let your body recover and then make the decision as to whether you want to back off a little bit in order to finish the row don't let your brain trick you 
into going too slow because you think you're not going to manage it right so if we started this at 56 and a half that means 49 and a half to go is our next change up and remember that's us just broken half an hour so this way of breaking up the row I hope you'll agree is really making this time fly and then what will happen is you can look back at this row at the end and plot a graph through all your paces and you should be able to work out an average pace or obviously just go to the memory screen on the monitor to see what your average pace was and then maybe next time you sit down to do a half marathon on its own you could pick 24 26 strokes a minute try and hold that average pace rather than it being this kind of climb up the slope just a different way to do it but obviously holding a single stroke rate isn't the most exciting stimulating row but if you're going for a time trial and stuff it is important because I'm sure if you held 24 to 26 you could probably go one or two seconds faster than your average from today's row and beat your half marathon time or your 60 minute time or whatever after all today's row is that mix of all three tiers of the row which means it's right now building your engine your foundation then as you go up to about 24 26 that's your tempo exposure to hardship and then once you get into the 28 and 30 you really are getting closer to that top tier almost anaerobic hanging on for dear life part of the row but that's why it's then followed by that 30 second gap and then this seven minutes at 18 strokes a minute so technique technique is all about efficiency of power transfer so making the flywheel spin as fast as possible 
for as long as possible. And then it's also about injury prevention. So a good technique should help you reduce the chances of getting injured. And it also helps you get stronger, fitter, which ultimately are the motivation points that keep you going, keep you training, and give you those little dopamine hits that tell you that the work you're putting in is really paying off and makes you enjoy rowing rather than looking at it as a trial and something that you're being forced to do. You want to always look at this as something you want to do. It's a really tough machine to work out on. If you don't enjoy it, it's really easy to hate it and just get fed up with it and not try and just wander off to something else less effective. Okay, four strokes to go. Three, two, one. Up to 20 strokes a minute and two seconds faster. We're doing this for six minutes, which means 43.30 is our next transition. Trust me, the only reason I'm calling these out is so that I've got it right in my head and I don't suddenly miss it by a minute. So, the most important part of the stroke is the catch. Remember, that's at the front of the machine before the drive. This is where you set up your body perfectly to be able to put all that power into the machine. And what it comes down to is that when you do the drive, you push with your legs and that power from your legs flows up through your body through your posterior chain through your shoulders your arms into the handle and into the machine but all the power at the start of the drive is from your legs Okay, so you're not pulling with your arms. But we'll get to that. The point is, you want your body in the perfect position to let that power surge through your body and into the flywheel without having to use your upper body. Or at least use it more than just hanging on. How do we do that? Well, first up, you want to be sitting up on your sit bones. Posture is the most vital part here. 
just hard to get the rest of it right if you don't have the posture right. So up on your sit bones rather than back with your hips tucked under. And what that does is as you go to the front of the machine, it should automatically give you a forward lean towards the front of the machine. And if you're on your sit bones and you think about having a powerful, strong back rather than slumped, then you're gonna be braced and ready for the power to come from your legs. But to get all the power from your legs, you have to make sure to slide forward far enough to get every watt of power out through the leg drive. And you know you've slid far enough forwards when your shins point to vertical. Okay? To that point, right here, shins vertical. And again, if you don't have your posture right, and you're tucked under, it's really hard to get those shins to vertical. Whereas if you're on your sit bones, leaning slightly forwards, it's a lot easier. Then it'll only be flexibility that's letting you down. But I'll come back to that. And then the final part is what to do with your arms. What you don't do is pull. Okay? So at the catch, you want them nice and straight, relaxed, shoulders loose, fingers hooked over the handle, thumbs underneath the handle. So that then when you push with the legs, what happens is you tighten up your arms a little bit, you tighten your core, and you push with your legs. And it means that all you do is hang off the handle. You're not pulling, you're just hanging off it. The pull comes right at the end of the stroke. So don't even be tempted to bend early and think that will help. Because it doesn't. You just leak power and potentially give yourself a muscle strain. Okay, three, two, one, up to 22 strokes a minute and two seconds faster. Come on. Hit that rhythm. This is for five minutes. Which means 48 and a half. 
is our next changeover. So, leg drive, hanging off the handle. So, that leg drive is all about timing. What you want to do is plant those heels into the foot stretcher. At the same time, the handle picks up the flywheel or the water wheel or whatever you're using. That way, it's an instant shot of power that fires straight into the machine. There's no hiccup of arms slowing down the flywheel first because you're not pressing into it. So really work on that timing to snap into the flywheel. And the drill we did during the warm-up where you just pushed lightly, well, not lightly, but you pushed from the front of the machine with straight arms. That's the one to do to work on your timing for picking up the flywheel. Now don't worry if when you're in that catch position before the drive, if your heels have to come up a little bit in order for your shins to be vertical. As long as everything else I've described about the stroke, your forward lean, straight arms, up on your sit bones, powerful back. As long as they're all in place, your heels can come off the foot plate a little bit. Provided then, when you do drive with your legs, you push the machine away from you. You really concentrate on getting those heels down first. So you're pushing with all of your foot rather than your toes or the balls of your feet. Because you've got a lot more instant power from that launch, pushing the machine away with your heels down and hanging off the handle than you do just pushing off with your toes. And then your drive is all about the legs. You maintain that forward lean, maintain straight arms until about halfway through the leg drive. And that is the moment when you swing your body over your hips 
and into that backward lean to around about 11 o'clock. All right, 30 seconds to go at this rate. But really do hold that forward lean as you connect your legs to the handle. It's really important for sending the power up into the flywheel. All right, one more stroke. Now we're up to 24s. Two seconds faster. There we go. Just let the stroke rate be your pace increase. You'll have to push out from the front a little harder in order to increase your stroke rate. And that then makes you go faster, coupled with the fact you're doing two strokes a minute more than before. So 34, 30 is our next change up. So anyway, drive with the legs and then swing at the back of the drive, your back over your hips. And it's only when your back swing has started that you finally bend your arms and pull them in to your chest at roundabout sternum height to finish the stroke. A nice powerful finish with the arms though. As much as you've not been using your arms for most of the drive at the back end it's important to get that last bit of power into the flywheel by finishing strong with your arms. Squeeze your shoulder blades together for a little bit more oomph. Get your elbows through your sides unless of course you find it better to come out if you've got like a on the water background but I find elbows through the sides engages your lats whereas that elbows flared just sends the power into my shoulders and my lats are bigger and less likely to get injured from overuse than my shoulders are. Or would I say 34-30?
So we've got 30 seconds to go. Just concentrate on that forward lean at the front to run about one o'clock on the clock face. Hold it there. Then only at the halfway point do you swing to 11 o'clock. Three, two, one. Up to 26 for three minutes. 31.30 is our next change up. At this point, the timing, fluid, passing from phase to phase needs to be here. Because the stroke rates are high enough now that you neither need to artificially slow your recovery like you do on the 18s and 20s or there's no way you can hold this stroke rate with a good rhythm if you're pausing at the end remember if you want the drive to be the quickest part and the recovery, the longest part. <clears throat> and if you add in a pause at the back, you're gonna end up flipping your ratios to more like a one-to-one -one or one-to-one-to-one. -to -one, -to -one. one drive, one hold, one recover, one vision. No, wait, that's a queen song. How are we getting on? All right, a minute to go, or just over a minute, at this 26 pace. Hopefully you've learned from the last time round that although this might feel tough, you know you can manage it, and you know the recovery periods that follow the 30 strokes a minute will allow you to settle down. All right. Just a few more strokes. One more. Now let's go up to 28. Two seconds faster. Now, do be careful not to let fatigue in combination with this higher stroke rate 
cause you to do wacky things with your technique, especially your posture. I have a bad habit at this point of really rounding my back at both ends of the stroke in the hope of maintaining pace whereas the truth is if I maintain a good posture that gives me the right pace if not faster so remember still go for a full slide forward and a full slide to the back shins are vertical at the front and knees down at the back okay almost there five four three two one 30 strokes a minute for one minute two seconds faster you've got this don't worry about it just follow me because you're about to get a whole bunch of easier rowing to help you recover or if you're going to stop you get a quick 30 seconds to have a drink all right five four three two one there you go either drop to 18s or stop have a quick drink and get prepared for the last chunk Oh. all right then here we go let's hold 18 strokes a minute 2k plus 20 to 22 use this 7 minutes and the 6 minutes of the 20 strokes a minute use them to do an active recovery but make sure not to drop your pace unless you know you really have to in order to complete however we're about to hit 58 minutes done after this stroke we're almost at an hour 
there's only 27 minutes left so I'd hope that you've got it in you to get to the end at the right pace that the middle section would have proved to you that the pacing works by dropping to 2k plus 20 to 22 and then building up you're able to manage this so let's get back into technique for a little while at least we got as far as the arms coming in so you drive with the legs then you swing with your back and then finally you pull in with your arms and that's your finish now I recommend finishing with a handle at sternum height right about your heart rate monitor strap or brass strap but you will see other rowers fast rowers to be fair but not all of them are fast but you will see fast rowers finishing with a handle a lot higher almost up at the throat rather than coming in at sternum height now what you'll find is that the guys and girls that do that are exceptionally powerful strong people and they have a body that is strong enough to take the real increase of force that finishing like that puts on your body when you're leaning back further and your handle finishes up at your neck I mean even demonstrating it then I could feel my lower back screaming at me to stop because I'm just not built like a I'm not a pile of muscle that's rowing I'm a bunch of arms and legs relying on technique to get me through this without getting injured so it's your choice there's a school of thought that if you're really putting the power in and you finish high and deep that extra length you get from the chain means you'll go faster however if you do it and then you damage your back and you're off the machine for a few weeks you're not getting any faster so I recommend rowing how I suggest until the point comes that if you decide you want to go for a overblown finish that your body is strong enough to do it without getting injured and I mean as much as I joked I figure I've got a strong powerful body but certainly not strong and powerful enough to do that stroke 1800 times 
for 85 minutes. All right, so 21 minutes is our change over this time. So still got a minute and a half or so. The other thing about finishing is just to make sure you've still got that braced core, okay? You still want to have good posture, braced core. And what that does is it helps you with the release and the recovery. So you finish with a handle coming into your chest and then the first thing you do is release it again. At the same pace you brought it in at. And that's the key to this whole rhythm thing I keep on talking about. Is that if you go vroom, vroom, with a handle, in, out, same pace, it helps you with that rhythm. If you go in, out, in, out, you're suddenly really syncopated all over the place and you ain't got no rhythm. So don't focus on throwing your arms out. It's important you get them out, but in a rhythm. Because as you get them out and you've got that braced core, it engages that forward lean. So that once your handle is over your knees in that forward lean, you're in the perfect position to just bend your knees and slide forwards into the catch. All right, one more stroke. Let's go up to 20 strokes a minute for six minutes. Two seconds faster. I'm really hoping that by now, without even realizing it, you're like, you know what, I should have completely recovered from how intense that last 30 strokes a minute, one minute chunk was. You enter this phase and you're like, all right, I've only got just over 20 minutes to go. I know it's going to be tough to climb to the top of this slope, but once I do it, that's me done for the day. We'll have a usual two minute cool down at the end, of course, but in terms of effort, you've only got 20 minutes to go. And of that, it's really only the last, what, six minutes or so that are gonna feel tough, tough. So anyway, the recovery, you should be in that position because of your handle release and your body rocking over your hips, up onto your sit bones, bend your knees, handles at a nice neutral height, ready for the catch to start all over again. Now what I don't really want you to do is think about every aspect of the stroke at the same time. 
Just focus on one of them. Posture is always the good one to start with. How's your posture at the front? How's it at the back? How qu quick do you recover into that good posture again? But one of the biggest undoings of that posture is if you tug on the foot straps with your feet. So if you get to the end of the stroke and you yank yourself forward with the foot straps, what happens is your knees instantly pop up and your butt instantly tucks under itself or at least your hips roll backwards rather than being up in your sit bones you're suddenly completely tucked under so as being your posture kind of leads into every other part of your stroke if you can just think about that first get that right so sit bones at the front, powerful at the back, sit bones. Powerful back, sit bones. Once you've got that ground in, you can start to think about everything else. All the little quirks about handle height, about loose fingers over the handle, the importance of straight arms, And then always making sure to hold that forward lean as you drive with your legs. I mean, all those bits I just said are extremely important. They're vital for the stroke, but they all come from that powerful posture up in your sit bones. So if you're confused and overwhelmed, by lots of technique advice just start with posture and if you're a bit stuck about that feeling at the front of the stroke when I talk about being powerful and braced without being upright and wooden what I want you to think about is it's as though you're sitting on a carrot that's stuck up your backside Okay, so you would automatically be a bit primed, wouldn't you? And you certainly don't want it to snap inside your bottom. So you make sure and keep on your sit bones and powerful and then just swing back and forwards over your hips to protect the carrot. Don't snap the carrot. Right, that's the carrot out of the way. And the danger of tugging with your feet. But I'll give you a wee tip for your feet after we change up to 22 strokes a minute. Right, which is going to happen in four, three, two, one so here we go then 
22 strokes a minute for five minutes. Even I can do the maths here. That means our next change is with 10 minutes to go. So the feet thing. The main two parts to this are that you get the whole leg drive out the way before your body and arms come into a finish. That means that all the momentum of your stroke has gone into the flywheel and anything left over you can just soak up by bracing your abs. Whereas if you have to stop yourself flying off the back by flicking up your feet that's power you could have put into the machine but then in terms of getting you back up the rail again this is the importance of that good posture the arms away and the body rock because that is what just lets you bend your knees once the handle is past them and you effortlessly slide up the rail and if you want proof here we go left foot out the straps right foot out the straps so there we go I'm continuing to row actually somewhat slightly faster pace to be honest without my feet in the straps and because I get my leg drive out the way before my body and arms I don't need to pull against the straps to stop myself and then because of that flow and shift of momentum I don't need to pull on the foot straps to tug myself back up the rail again so there we go however when I get to run about 24 26 strokes a minute I find it harder to row strapless I kind of do need the safety net of having the strap there but if you can try this yourself maybe don't take your feet all the way out the straps first just loosen them enough that they're clear of your feet but not touching so you get that feeling of being out of them but if something goes wrong you can quickly brace against them to stop yourself flying off the back if you didn't manage to get all your leg drive out the way Ooh. right so I'm going to get back in if I can left foot in right foot in again huge benefit to rowing in socks is I can just 
slip in and out of the straps whenever I want to without having to worry about loosening them off actually the real reason is better connection with the foot plate I find and also it means I never need to have my special rowing shoes anywhere I go to gyms or competitions just need a pair of socks saves on packing luggage whenever we get a chance to do that again okay 15 seconds to go and we're going to go up to 24 so two more strokes one more stroke here we go 24 strokes a minute two seconds faster please we're going to do this for four minutes until six minutes to go and what that means is that we're currently less than 10 minutes to go well done I don't want to call it quite yet but I definitely say this feels like the perfect balance of how it moves through the intensities versus also just how quickly time has flown by I mean that's over an hour and a quarter that we've been rowing for and if you think back to the 75 minute row you're like wow we've done the equivalent of that already so anyway so the reason for socks is partly so I don't have to have special shoes which is also why I've done away with the seat pad that I've been rowing on for the past four or five months because it wasn't really helping and it did dawn on me that if I became reliant on it that I'd suddenly have to start carrying it around with me to go to the gym or races and things I don't like having specific pieces of equipment that aren't going to be there on race day because knowing what my mind is like they'll just throw me off and I'll underperform and blame that as it is I don't know whether I should be taking my little Heisenberg Lego figure around with me so if you look at the top of my monitor you'll see like a red strap and behind it is a little Lego man that I was in the Lego shop with the kids one day and I made a Heisenberg and a Jesse from Breaking Bad 
Jesse seems to have escaped. But Heisenberg, I've got him strapped to the back of the monitor to help with my posture. To keep eye contact with him, it keeps that forward lean that little bit more because I'm looking at him, not looking at the sky and leaning back too quick. Really should make another technique hacks video with this in that video. Keep meaning to, but keep running out of time. Okay, in four, three, two, one. Let's go up to 26 for three minutes. Another two seconds faster, please. Please try to make sure you're increasing your pace as your stroke rate goes up. This will make you a fitter, faster rower. And also just having that sense of control over how you perform on the machine means that you're a lot more comfortable when it comes to rowing outside of someone giving you a pace guide. You can just sit down and go, right, I'm going to do eight 500 meter rows, starting at 20 strokes a minute, and then going faster for each one with a rest in between of course you can just start to learn what your optimum stroke rate and pace might be for 6k's and 10 30 minutes 60 minutes half marathons, even marathons. Once you know how your body reacts to certain stroke rates and paces, paces become much more well-rounded rower. All right, less than a minute on this stroke rate. We're almost there, folks. Should be riding about now. You can sniff the finish line. The feeling of success should start to flood through your body. The endorphins that you're almost there, that you know you can make it, they'll be what carries you through the next three minutes even though we're going faster okay two more strokes one more 
Let's go up to 28. Another two seconds faster. Don't worry if you're really feeling topped out here. You've got just over two and a half minutes to go. And this two and a half minutes staying strong is vital not only for your body development but also your mental fortitude to know that when it starts to get tough as long as you know there's an end in sight and you know what your body can do you know you can complete it and to be fair even just getting through 85 minutes of rowing is a great effort I figure most people will be between 15 and 23 kilometers maybe that's a long way to row remember it's not how far you go it's how go far no it's just how go you far I messed up my saying all right four three two one 30 strokes a minute come on only got less than 30 strokes to go make sure there's a pace increase going on oh, 20 strokes to go keep your form don't slump don't give in yet keep those arms nice and straight at the drive push with the legs swing your back keep the rhythm dance with the machine come on count it down five four three two oh no well done man that was a good row that was awesome I feel I should stop there and not do the 90 that was such a all round great row hope you feel the same make sure and have a drink oh and do be sure to have a good old drink when you're all done let's give you a couple seconds you okay right get yourself strapped back in again we'll just do a two minute gentle cool down just to make sure that you decouple to use a Gwyneth Paltrow phrase okay in three two one let's go right about 18 strokes a minute but 
I really wouldn't stress about things. Hang on, I'm not actually reset my monitor. There we go. Right, so just run about 18 strokes a minute. Enough power that you're connecting with your legs. You're still connecting your arms to the flywheel, but really the actual pace isn't what matters here. All it is is that you're putting in a little bit of effort just let your heart rate slide into neutral let your muscles just ease off instead of going stop or just when blood's likely to pool in your muscles and you get sore and like like I say they'll make sure after especially after a roll like this have a good old drink of water or if you find your sports drink with some electrolytes get some salt back into you that might be a good idea certainly have something to eat because I don't have anything on me with a calorie tracker but that's going to be well over a thousand calories by now on a roll like that so feel free to get some good food down you not too much and make sure it's nutritionally viable don't just eat a Mars bar and think that's enough anyway so I do hope that these are working out well for you I've got one more to go the 90 which I'll be ashamed to have stopped doing the long ones but there's just no need to go past 90 there we go right that's me done with my cool down yeah there's no need at all to go past 90 minutes for the long rows if you want to go past 90 minutes then well, I suppose you could load up one of my roll-alongs you could probably just start right from the very beginning and then row all the way from the initial warm-up to this kind of point now when I'm usually doing my sign-off so that'll probably take you up to about I don't know about 115 maybe yeah by the time I've done all this wiffle waffle but anyway if you're rowing that long then I get the feeling that you've probably left the realms of wanting to do a row along listening to me the whole time so um but i don't really recommend i don't really like putting on movies and things um because i know even if you had an ipad underneath the monitor because you're looking at it you're suddenly kind of down at the monitor because you're looking at it rather than actually being up remember my heisenberg guy is up here just peeking over the top of my monitor because i want my my chin to be neutral and up because if I come into the front and I'm looking at the monitor, I'm suddenly slumping at the front instead of being powerful up on the sit bones. I'm kind of too busy looking at that. And again, when you come to the back, because you're watching the iPad, you tend to slump through the lower back rather than being up where if I'm keeping eye, to, eye contact with Heisenberg. So seriously, if you don't have a Lego figure yourself, find something that you can strap to the top of the monitor if you, if you get the option. Or... Of course, I know not everyone here uses the Concept 2, so maybe you're on a water rower or something with the monitors down low. In which case, try and maybe focus on a point at the wall in front of you that you can just keep your eyes on. The problem with looking at a wall is that your perspective kind of changes a little bit, so it is better to, if you're on a Concept 2, to have, like I say, a little Lego figure or something you can focus on, even though it's just a dot of blue tack at the top of the monitor or something. But I find actually <laughs> making eye contact with Heisenberg, actually locking into his eyes, helps me. Anyway, big long outro, sorry, but I thought I'd kind of uh, top that one off a little bit because, hey, we've just spent 85 minutes together. Why not just drag it out a little bit longer? 
So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, do please leave a comment on the YouTube channel and stuff. I do try my best. I mean, I never really bring this stuff up during a row because that's not what I'm about. The, the numbers thing. If I was about the numbers, I'd have given up a long time ago. Um, I'm not about that. What I'm about is hearing from you guys and actually finding out how you got on, whether you're enjoying this stuff or not. So... Um, yeah, so the YouTube channel has the option to comment and subscribe. The, obviously, the podcasts do exactly the same. And then there's a Facebook group, which is growing and growing and growing. I don't know what's happened over Christmas, whether everyone's suddenly got a, a Concept2 and they're, they're looking for Rolog videos, but the, the group numbers have absolutely exploded over the past week. So that's quite nice. So welcome to you lot as well. Um, anyway, so we're at the end. I'll stop talking because obviously we're all, none of us are rowing unless you're still rowing on right now. So um, make sure and stretch, drink, eat all that kind of stuff, uh, and then get yourself ready for the 90 minute row if that's what you want to do. I doubt I'll do it tomorrow because it's New Year's Day, but you never know, I might do it. Otherwise, it'll probably be January the 2nd, um, as long as I've not, uh, yeah, as long as I've not eaten too much stuff tomorrow, but anyway. Anyway, if you're watching this today, which is probably unlikely, uh, it's New Year's Eve, so uh, Hogmanay here in Scotland, so let's all have a great New Year's Eve. Let's all hope for a better uh, 2021. But of course, if you're watching this in like 2023 or something, you're like, hey man, what's that on about? We're all in rubber suits and things, hey. Anyway, so who knows, who knows? Anyway, waffle, 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 waffle. Hashtag for today, waffle. <laughs> Why not? Hashtag waffle. And then you can people will go, oh, is he on about um, potato waffles? Is he on about Belgian waffles, which are nice with the squirt cream? No, just me and my waffle. So anyway. Everyone stay safe. I hope you're well. I look forward to seeing you or you seeing me or one of us hearing from another one in a podcast, however way that works in the next edition. Stay safe. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.